This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. You know, if you have any questions or comments or inspirational stories, maybe even an announcement, please contact us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Today we have a special episode where I discuss experiences from this year's Career Expo at Sun and Fun and lessons learned for future expos and career fairs. This year's Career Expo was a little different in that they asked potential job and career seekers to pre-register for times during the event. This was the same as other years, but in other years, they didn't let just anybody come in. So this year, they let everybody come in, and they wanted you to pre-register just to make sure you were going to make it in there in case things got a little crazy. But uh, this year's event, where it was open to just about everybody, led to a really interesting dynamic and some very good lessons learned. But before we begin that, a few announcements from our sponsors. Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full-year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com. One of the announcements we have today is, first of all, the aviationcareerspodcast.com slash vets. If you're a veteran, uh, the page has changed. We've added uh, an investor education for military families link. Uh, There's a link uh, in the section for uh, to the Investor Protection Trust, and there's a really cool section in that investor protection trust uh, for the education for military families. So if you're military, uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash vets, uh, or you can click on the veterans benefits and information right off the top of the website there. The uh, What has changed is this. There's a new financial field manual. It's called the Personal Finance Guide for Military Families. It was recently updated on the website, and it's in a downloadable PDF format. I also have a link in the show notes, or actually you can sl- simply click on the Vets tab up there, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash vets. You can actually go there and get some really good information about planning your future, planning your retirement, planning uh, based on what you're currently doing with your current benefits. Written by uh, somebody over, I think it was that Kiplinger, is really good stuff. I really highly recommend it. Next announcement, oh, uh, congratulations to RD on your job offer uh, for a regional airline at the Career Expo right there at Sun and Fun. Even though most employers don't advertise this fact, they will extend a conditional job offer at the Expo if they truly feel that you shine as an applicant. So don't forget that every time you go there. So, Artie, congratulations. I know that you have a, a few more interviews coming up. And uh, Oh, and by the way, if you do have a job offer or something uh, like that, or you're moving on your career, you want us to announce it here, we will try to do that, you know, maybe about a, a 30 minute, 30 seconds, excuse me, to a minute of announcements. I know we could do 30 minutes. There's so many of you that write in that have moved forward in the career. But uh, please send those in, no matter what the job offer is, as a flight attendant, uh, manager, etc. We've been doing a lot of uh, interview preps for that. 
So anyway, in this episode, I really want to discuss the Career Expo at Sun and Fun and some of the lessons that were learned. Uh, if you get a chance, you can listen to all the different interviews at Sun and Fun uh, at stuckmikeavcast.com. Remember, uh, I told you on the last episode, I'm going to be volunteering, so we weren't going to put out an episode because of that. Uh, but we did a couple episodes every day, and then we did a, a live event. Uh, it was uh, open pod night for all the different podcasts that are there. There's many inspirational people on those podcasts, some really interesting information you can glean from that, uh, whether you're into antique aircraft, UAVs, careers, uh, you're in airlines, uh, all sorts of different type of uh, podcasts that are out there. Very, very interesting uh, podcasts. So I highly recommend you doing that. Uh, of course, you know, Sun and Fun is the big event where we volunteer every year uh, with the Stuck Mike Avcast. Aviation Careers Podcast uh uh, well, I don't think I want to announce this, but anyway, we're going to have an event coming up, uh, sponsored by Aviation Careers Podcast, and it's going to be a really cool, uh, event that we're trying to, uh, figure out right now as far as logistics, but it has to do with uh, Women in Aviation. We are uh, corporate sponsors at Aviation Careers Podcast of Women in Aviation International, and they have some really cool things uh, for uh, young people out there to get involved with. And I just want to let you know that's uh, something we're going to be doing in the future. I just got to figure out where, so so that <laughs> that's why I didn't want to announce it. I know I'm pretty darn sure it's going to be here in Lakeland. Um, anyway, let's uh, move on to what we want to talk about today. This information is about the Career Expo at Sun and Fun specifically, but also 90% of what I'm going to say applies to all the other expos and career fairs that are out there. So let's start off with this. Number one, and this is really important to me, is dress for success. I know it's kind of an old-fashioned kind of thing, but uh, we are in an industry where you are truly an ambassador for the airlines. What does that mean? That means that you need to put on your best forward looking persona. So what does that mean? Dress well. You know, in this event, the expo this year was a little different than some of the other career fairs, is that uh, they told you you can come casually. Um, and that's anybody who's coming into the event. But for you, that doesn't mean you. If you are somebody who's looking for a job, do me a favor. If you can, wear a tie uh, you can always take it off later. You can change at these events. Uh, wear even a suit and tie if you could, and then change right after the career expo for your walk in the door, put the put the jacket on, etc. It really does impress showing that you are somebody who is serious about your job. I know they uh, at least want you to do this, or at least I want you to do this, is be business casual when you go in. Uh, that's usually not jeans. I know jeans are business casual in a lot of workplaces, but not jeans, nice pants, uh, and also a... A, a nice shirt for the females, very conservative look, uh, and and make sure that you put forth your very professional presence at the at the uh, career expo because your body language says so much, and what you're wearing says so much. You know, remember you can always get into casual clothes later. I will say one thing: uh, I do know a lot of the recruiters, obviously at the uh, career fair, and after speaking with them, they could kind of tell who the people were that were very serious about this. Uh, this event and also about their job. So uh, that really shined through by them wearing a suit and tie. If you don't want to do a suit and tie, tie is a good idea. You can take it off later. Okay, so dress for success. Uh, make sure you, you do your very conservative looking, uh, conservative haircut, that type of thing. Also, the next thing that's really important, this is going to sound obvious, but I didn't see some of this happening. So I, I want to talk about this. Networking. Networking is key. 
Okay, first of all, try as hard as you can to remember everybody's name that you meet. Get their card, and this is, by the way, this is what I do. Get their business card, and when you get a chance, take a picture of that business card. If they don't have a business card, ask them if they could, if you could write it down or give them your card and have them send you an email, or even take a picture of their name tag if they don't mind. That way, you can actually have a you know actual uh, history of that event, and you don't have to remember. If you're really good at remember names, by the way, um, then hats off to you. I've actually had a real struggle with this most of my life. Uh, so what I do, and this works for me, and there's many other ways to, for memory joggers, is I take somebody's physical characteristic and I really explode it and make it really big or make it something really funny, uh, and then I can remember them that way. Uh, and I'm never going to tell those people how I re- remember them. So Jolie, Joey, Dolly Wall, and, and uh, any of the other folks out there, I'm not going to tell you how I remember your names. Uh, but it's something that really works for me and could work for you. Sometimes you shouldn't share. Uh, also, another thing about the networking. If you have someone who can introduce you, this would really make your success much greater when you're out there at a career expo. A good example, walking around with me is not a bad idea. I know that's one thing I tried to do, even though I was at the radio station all day during the expo, during the live air show, I was able to pull away and go talk to some of the people there. It's really important because when you have somebody who they respect, the employer respects, and you say, hey, listen, I think this is a good person, Uh, I'd like to recommend them and recommend you talking to this person. I think it's really, really a good idea. So... Do that. Make sure you get those references. As a matter of fact, one of them turned into a, an actual a job interview and even a job offer right there, a conditional job offer. Uh, by the way, the conditional job offer, that's any airline when you hear that term. Uh, usually a conditional job offer, many of the legacies really extends to a 12 months after you've been hired. You're still conditionally hired for that full year. Uh, they call it like a probationary period, et cetera. The current airline I work for, we don't do that. When you're hired, you're hired. You work for us, period. Uh, but I get it. I know what they're trying to do. They're ma- making sure you, <laughs> they, uh, they don't make a big, big mistake with you in the beginning. And sometimes the real person comes out within the first 12 months. That's why I think it's very important for people to become involved, especially recruiters, for those recruiters listening. Be involved in these ex- expos. You can tell a lot by somebody because what happens is that person really starts to relax and you get to know the real person. And I think that's, that's very, very important to see if they're really going to fit in with your organization. So back to the applicant, make sure you prepare for the expo. So when I'm on the radio, a lot of people tell me I know a lot about the different people coming up on the radio every day. Well, I know who's coming up. Um, I know who I'm going to be speaking to. So what do I do? I do my homework. I find out that person, what they're doing, if it's an individual, if it's a company, I find out what their stock price is. So I want you to do that. Follow the stock prices. Know who's actually attending the event. Remember, LinkedIn is so important. Uh, You should have a a profile out there. That is where all of the different recruiters go. They go to LinkedIn. That's where they kind of hang out. So you want to be on there. Find out who the recruiters are for those companies. Start following those companies. Uh, Let's give you an example. Uh, Let's look at uh, Commute Air, okay? Uh, Joey was there. Joe was there. Uh, Petra was there. Um, there was a couple of new folks out there. I think some other folks just as friends visiting. Uh, make sure you actually follow all those people on 
LinkedIn. So you know who they are. You know who those people are and say, hey, yeah, I saw you there. You're the head of recruiting. You've been just promoted to whatever. So I think that's really important. You can actually say, you know, congratulations on that. Uh, so really get to know them, know the web, you know, know their current stock price if you can. Uh, also know all the different key players in the organization, not just the recruiters, but their president, vice president, that type of thing. There's a lot here, I know. If you can do your homework, that'd be terrific. But look at it like this. Pretend like you're doing a history lesson. Uh, as a matter of fact, what you really should do is get to know the history of the airlines. Piedmont Airlines was there. If you're going to go see Piedmont Airlines, as a matter of fact, they had a booth that sounded fun. Uh, go look at their, their background. Remember Henson Aviation? Well, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I said that, Henson Aviation, you haven't done all your research for Piedmont Airlines. So what I want you to do is go back and check out Piedmont Airlines. If you have any type of uh, interview or a job fair coming up, where Piedmont might be there right now. So another thing, too, when you're at the expo, remember your actions and your words will constantly be evaluated. So before you go, you might want to maybe practice a little bit, uh, talk about who you are. They say, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And you say, hey, you know, I just got out of the military and I was flying F-18s and I'm looking for my next step in my career and I haven't flown for two years. And great. Then you move on for there. So that's your, that's actually, you know, your, your kind of elevator speech, as they call it. Just a quick intro, 30 seconds to three minutes, depending on how busy it is. I like the 30 seconds to three minutes because three minutes you may have to fill, especially if it's kind of boring. Another thing that's really important is this. Bring a one-page resume. Also, if you have a website or a LinkedIn account that has all that information, bring that on a business card at least and say, here, here's my resume online. It's nice to have that and hold that as a recruiter, uh, but having a business card is terrific. If you can get their business card and say, I will send you a resume, that's great. But having that resume in front of them, they can look at it and say, okay, you qualify. Yes, you get a lot of resumes at these. Believe me, I've gotten a lot of resumes at these. And sometimes it's tar- hard to actually really remember these. So bring that one-page resume because what I'm doing right now is trying to evaluate you in front of me with that. Other than just your elevator speech, I'm also looking at your resume, trying to figure out who are you and what do we need to start talking about as far as your career and how to start moving forward. So make sure you bring a one-page resume. I know many of you can have a 14-page resume. You know, I was in an inner in an industry where we had 14-page resumes. Uh, Don't do that here. There's some amazing things you must have done in your life that's great, but I want to make sure that you qualify as a pilot or qualify as a mechanic or qualify as a flight attendant for the jobs that you're seeking. And to do that, you can, you know, for instance, a flight attendant, boy, customer service is huge. Start to really look at that part of the resume and focus on the customer service. You know, another thing is, uh, and I talked about this a little bit, is your first impression is most important. When you walk in the door, um, are you being courteous to everybody? You don't know who they are. I watch how people interact with the all the people within a room. Do they treat everybody equally? Or do they not treat everybody equally? And why is that? That's what we need to figure out. Sometimes you can figure that out, by the way. Talking to them, uh, that's the other thing about the career fair is that it really, like I said, it gets them to relax. And then the real true in, internal person comes out. Uh, so make sure that, that your first impression is the most important impression. Like if you slam the door on an old lady walking in into the door at the expo, uh, probably not a good thing. Okay. Not just probably. It's definitely not a good thing. So don't do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so first impression is important. Say hello. Shake a hand. Uh, and, and, and just, you know, dress properly, et cetera. 
Also, another thing that's really important at job fairs, be humble and ask questions. You know, even if you're a fighter pilot who has not flown for a while, you need to prove that you're current and you may need to fly for a regional, even a small plane if it's been that long. So be humble when you walk in the door. I work with a lot of fighter pilots that have not flown in many years. And I can't tell you how many times, I, I, and I remember one individual, I, ha, I told him like for five years in a row, you need to just get out there and fly. I understand you were a really good fighter pilot. And that's great. That was years ago. And as you understand as a fighter pilot, all these skills diminish. What you need to do is get current. And just like in flying IFR, you need to get current. And you need to do that now. So it's hard. I get it sometimes to humble yourself. Uh, listen, after you know over 17,000 hours of flying, I still go out with an instructor in a small airplane if I haven't been in a small airplane in a while uh, because I got to find that runway when I, when I flare. So it's really no matter who you are, what level you're at, there's something within flying that you don't, you probably aren't current with right now. And a good example is those helicopter pilots out there been flying for the airlines for years. They probably wouldn't want to jump into a helicopter right away. You'd want to get with an instructor. So again, be humble, ask questions, tell them your situation. I know you probably have a really incredible resume. Tell them this is what you want to do. This is where you want to go. And you'd be surprised. They will help you. You know, even if you're not, qualified for a job, ask for help. That's my next point. Um, most really want to help you out. You know, if you're not qualified, you come in the door, you have 10 hours in an airplane. I want to hear from you because you're the person that we're grooming for the next airline pilot, for the next mechanic, for the next engineer, for the next flight attendant. You're the person that I want to come work with us and I want to, I want to work with you. And I love the fact that you're here so I'm going to help you. But if you're someone that comes in with an attitude of, I deserve this, or, you know, give me the job, what, you know, uh, what are you going to do for me? That's not going to work that well. I know there's a shortage, but there are other applicants out there. And especially if I'm an airline or an employer that has a good benefits package or pay, I can go other places and find people. So, you know, most of these people really want to help you, but be humble just in general in life. And remember this, people hire people. They don't hire machines. They don't hire resumes. People buy from people. You know, as you know, many, and many of you know, I, I had, I'm like a, a serial entrepreneur. I've had lots of businesses and I've always told my sales force, people buy from people. Uh, people will remember this. They'll remember how you make them feel. They'll remember that. They may not remember anything that you told them. So what's important is that you smile, that you actually are yourself. You let yourself come out. You relax. I know it's hard to do that sometimes, but just pretend like you're, you're talking to your best friend when you're talking to this recruiter. Or better yet, pretend like you're talking to a counselor. Say, hey, or, or like me, a career coach. Say, hey, listen, this is what I want to do, and how should I go about it? And, and then I really get to know that person. You know, the recruiter's trying to figure out if you're going to fit into that culture of the, the airline or that employer. If They're also trying to figure out if you're looking for an airline job as a pilot or a flight attendant, are you going to be able to sit next to me for four days or work with me in four days in all types of weather, all types of challenging situations? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And to do that, you really need to be yourself. If there's an issue with uh, something within yourself, maybe you need to work on that, something that would not 
uh, bode well during an interview. I'll give you a good example. Uh, years ago, during one of the career fairs, I heard someone uh, discussing how he didn't feel women should be able to fly airplanes. And I thought, I, I, I didn't think I heard him right. So I walked over to him and I started talking. And, and, and sure enough, his feelings internally were, were such. And that, you know, obviously that, that's something that he's got to deal with internally. It's not going to change overnight. So in my mind, I kind of put him off the list there. It's like, wait a minute, you're going to work with all sorts of people. Uh, and, and, and now you're telling me this and you're making these comments you know, maybe you need to work on that first. But what's important is being yourself, because now I know that this person is not going to fit into our culture and is not going to fit into our airline because of the fact that they don't really don't want to work with other female pilots or don't feel that they should have to fly with them if they're a captain, etc. Uh, amazingly enough, it's still people out there still feel that way, but that's just the way it is. So there are there are things that you need to do, and that's be yourself. Maybe you need to look internally before you go out to a career fair and say, hey, is this something I really should be doing? Should I be working for an airline, working for an industry where there's a lot of other people out there that I have to deal with? Um, maybe it's something that is really not the avenue I want to go. Maybe I need to do something else like aerial survey, etc. Interacting with people may not be the best thing for you. I'm trying to put a positive spin on that, by the way. And uh, But anyway, be yourself. Also, a really important thing, follow up with a simple thank you. If you get a card, say, hey, thanks so much. Find them on LinkedIn. Oh, and you notice how I say in LinkedIn a lot? It's really, like I said, that's where they hang out. That's that's their local uh, eating establishment or local bar, all the, the recruiters. It's it's LinkedIn. So get in there and make yourself a profile. If you need help building that, obviously we do that in our career coaching. Uh, well, we'll do everything. We'll look at all your social media and say, hey, listen, this is good, or this is something you might want to change, et cetera. Uh, but set, you know, following up with a simple thank you is important. A uh, handwritten note is cool. Uh, uh, if you want to, if they give you your number, uh, you can text them. You can you can uh, you know s- uh, e- email them. You can call them, etc. And uh, and that's great. I mean, it really is. You can do these in all different ways. And a simple thank you always works. It's like, hey, thanks so much for taking your time explaining this to me. You know, you've really helped me and helped uh, inspire me to keep moving forward in my career. The last thing, most importantly. Have fun and enjoy life. Have fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy this experience. I know it's hard to do right now, isn't it? You, but, but you really have to sit back and really enjoy this whole process. Uh, I know you're nervous, and there's going to be some really big emotions swinging both ways. I know when I, I got my, my first major airline interview and my first major airline offer, I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, all these emotions are exploding. This is, you know, this is where I wanted to work. This is uh, the airline I wanted to work for. And there was reasons why. And I was just so excited. It's hard to bottles up. Sometimes it's not a bad idea, by the way, if uh, the recruiter's on the phone and and you're like, you scream, yay, that's okay. (laughs) That's fine. That's something they want to hear. But, uh, but really you gotta, you gotta enjoy it. You gotta enjoy the ride. Uh, otherwise, it's not worth it. Anything, anything in life isn't worth it if you don't really enjoy it. So make sure you do this too. I know there's a lot of people hiring out there. We keep talking about the pilot shortage. I've been talking about it for years. Uh, it's been similar uh, going forward. It's been this way for years now. But don't, please don't do it for the money. Do it because you can enjoy the lifestyle. What, whether it's as a flight attendant, mechanic, uh, gate agent, no matter what it is, do it because you really like 
flying, say, as a pilot, or you want to really serve people as a flight attendant, or you've always wanted to fix airplanes as a mechanic, uh, and or you want to get into management and you want to really learn the industry, make sure you, you really do like this. Because other than some other industries, you really do pay your dues. I know things are quote unquote easy right now. Easy means it's going to take you only three to five years to get there. You know, so you're going to become an overnight success in five years. So it's not that easy, guys. Becoming, say, an airline pilot is not that easy. Becoming a flight attendant is not that easy. There's a ton of competition out there. Becoming a mechanic takes hours and hours of training. So enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. That's really, really important. By the way, uh, with all these different uh, things that I advise, I'll have those in the show notes. You can check it out, uh, episode 218. And if you have any questions on some of these things, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. I hope this has helped you, some of the experiences I've gleaned uh, from the show. And by the way, congratulations again to those people that came and came by and said hi to me. And congratulations on those conditional offers to some of those people. I named one of them, uh, but there's a lot of folks out there that are starting to get a lot of those conditional offers. Uh, shoot me an email, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Let me know if you've done something to move forward in your career that you want to share. And if you know somebody or you have somebody in mind that might want to be a guest on the show, we actually put a course together. It's a quick one on how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. And we can record it over the you know anything, basically. We can record anything anywhere, uh, in person, on Skype, over the phone, et cetera. Or if you want to come visit us here in Lakeland, uh, we're located right here at the airport. Uh, for those of you into uh, aviation, and we're on the 046 radial to DME, uh, northeast of the air, well, zero, zero, four, six radial two DME is the easiest thing I could say right there. Victor five thirty three, uh, northeast two, two miles, uh, just for those guys that are flying over, say hi, wave, and, uh, hope to, hope to see you here in Lakeland sometime. But remember that importantly, all these things, you kind of, as a whole package. And, and one of the things that you need to do is start getting yourself ready for your next step in your career. Maybe you're one of the people that are listening right now for, for your son, your daughter, and you're already an airline pilot. You're thinking of moving on. It's another couple of years to retirement. You know, think about what you might want to do for the rest of your career. You know, 65, that's, that's young. You can go travel. But, you know, a lot of people want to do something, whether it's as a volunteer uh, or it's as somebody that's actually involved in education, another business, et cetera. Make sure you, you kind of plan for that and take some of this advice if you decide to get into some of the careers. But the most important thing you need to do when in anything in your career is you need to do something. If you're listening to this right now, wait till you get to your destination, wait till you stop. Do something today to move forward in your career. Maybe you need to write something down, make a note of something I said here. I have links to some of these things in the podcast. It's right in the app. You can click on it. It's right on the website. Maybe you need to stop when you get home and click on some of those links. You're a veteran and you want to learn about some of those benefits we talked about. Uh, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash vets. No matter what it is, no matter what you're going to do, I want you to do something. Do something small. Do something large. But do something today to move forward in your career. We'll talk to you again next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. 
Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.